Support for this podcast comes from Avature ATS, an applicant tracking system that redefines user experience for candidates, recruiters and hiring managers. Just listen to one of the many ways in which L'Oreal USA has improved their hiring process with Avature, as told by Edward Dias, Director of Recruitment Intelligence and Innovation. Since we've been using Avature ATS globally, we have been able to massively improve our communication rate with candidates during and following their application. Uh, before over a million people worldwide would never get contacted. Um, but with this smart automation and flexible processes, we've been able to change that. And that's been a huge achievement. Visit avature.net, that's A-V-A-T-U-R-E dot net, to learn why global market leaders like L'Oreal choose Avature to extend the candidate experience from shoulder tap to first day. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 223 of the Recruiting Future podcast. This is a podcast about the future of recruiting. And perhaps the one topic we've neglected to cover very often is the future of recruiters. To address the balance, my guest this week is Amy Schultz, Director of Talent Acquisition at LinkedIn. LinkedIn have recently published a research report called The Future of Recruiting, Seven Ways Your Role Will Change. And it's great to be able to get Amy's practitioner perspective on the findings. Hi, Amy, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Matt. Thank you so much for having me. An absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Could you just introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do? I can. Hi, everyone. My name is Amy Schultz. I have the awesome job of leading product recruiting at LinkedIn. Uh, In product, we hire the people that design and build the products that help create economic opportunity for our LinkedIn members. And, you know, I don't think I've ever had a job in my career where what I do as a recruiter so directly aligns to a company's mission and vision, which is really cool. Um, If you haven't already guessed from my accent, I'm originally from Australia. Uh, I started my recruiting career in recruitment technology, actually, uh, in a startup that's called Product was an applicant tracking system. I knew nothing about recruiting at the time. You know, our office was a converted one-bedroom apartment. My kitchen, my desk was in the kitchen, directly outside the restroom. And, you know, if you had told me, Matt, that 16 years later... I'd be working in recruiting at LinkedIn in San Francisco, speaking to you. I would have thought you were crazy. Uh, I've been really fortunate to work in agency recruiting. I've worked in-house. I've worked in HR and RPO environments and have lived in uh, China, Singapore, and now the United States. And I am based in San Francisco. So it's been a crazy ride. Fantastic stuff. So LinkedIn have just done a piece of research and published a report called The Future of Recruiting, Seven Ways Your Role Will Change. Give us some background on that report. How how was it researched and, and, and why why have you why have LinkedIn published it? Yeah, thanks so much for asking. You know, uh, as you well know, Matt, like recruiting is on the rise, but it's also changing. 
And I think recruiting teams are now needing to develop new skills, master new metrics, adopt new tools, all while trying to be more visible and more strategic within, within the business. You know, one of the reasons I joined LinkedIn was it had totally transformed how I did my job as a recruiter. And I was also sort of fascinated by what the power of LinkedIn's data and how it could continue to elevate me in my role and also our industry as a whole. And our latest Future of Recruiting report really aims to be a forward-looking partner to our core audience of, of HR and talent acquisition professionals and, and really helping to advise how we should approach recruiting strategies for the coming year. We survey thousands of members across the global talent community, pulling in billions of, of our data points and, and interviewing talent leaders. And as you said, this year's report really focuses on the seven ways that you know our role in recruiting is is going to to change which is really cool so i'm obviously really interested in finding out how the the role of the recruiter is going to change before that though i mean obviously you've got access to to huge amounts of data and there, there'll be some interesting sort of background stuff to this report what's you know what's the sort of current state of the talent market and how um how how's that affecting recruiting as a profession Great question, Matt. You know, we're just not operating under the same rules that we were five or ten years ago. You know, the world of work is is changing fast, as, as we all know. You know, the majority of our candidates are now online via their smartphone looking at jobs. They're also more informed than ever about opportunities before they make a decision. And what I find so fascinating is we have so many different generations in the workforce at the moment. You know, millennials aren't at college anymore. It's Gen Z or uh, your English, so I can say Gen Z. Uh, but, you know, we have Gen Z, millennials, Gen X, and perhaps still some baby boomers in the workforce. So these changing demographics are, are creating new rules of work and the competition for talent is, and getting hired is just kind of reaching new levels. And when I think about that, I think about that old saying, you know, what got us here won't get us there. And I think... Recruiters, you know, we can't be creatures of habit anymore. And, you know, what we're seeing in the talent market actually is demand for recruiting professionals is up. It's jumped 63% since 2016. And that's a, that's a trend that we can, we think will continue. And, you know, the talent market is going to be more agile. When we spoke to our thousands of, of talent acquisition pros, you know, the number one clear answer from them around priorities between now and 2024 20, was that they need to keep up with rapidly changing hiring needs. And we need to be more strategic. We need to be in there advising our business leaders rather than being so reactive. And what I also find really exciting is that the career path to becoming a recruiter is evolving. You know, Matt, probably when you and I started our careers, like no one actually goes to, to school or, or university to become a recruiter. Um, and I think that that will change. And we're also seeing that now heads of recruiting are coming from outside of HR or, or TA. I was speaking to um, a customer recently who's the head of TA at a big organization here in the US, and he came from running the global sales org. Um, and I, I think that that's so interesting. Um, so we're going to see that shift. And I think that the role of recruiters will increasingly become one of being an advisor, which, you know, I think we all want to see happen. 
So tell us a, a little bit more about about that. How specifically do you think the the recruiter role is going to change, and and indeed probably is changing changing at the moment? Yeah, definitely. So I, I you know, we see the role of recruiter changing in three big ways, Matt. You know, we're going to move from tracking recruiting activity, which will become easier through technology, and and recruiters are now going to care more about calculating business impact which I think is really cool. And you know, when you're working as a recruiter, you're probably also going to be working with non-recruiting specialists. Um, I can't actually imagine doing my job now without working with my partner in our people analytics team. And we're also going to see more strategic skill sets. So we're already seeing an increase in people having data analysis, consulting, problem solving, on their LinkedIn profile and you know, we're seeing a really great um, appetite and interest for our talent insights product. So you know, we need to continue to keep up with recruiting technology and I think that 52% of um, those that we surveyed said that that's going to be a priority for, for the next five years. So those data analysis, consulting, problem-solving skills are going to be really important. And obviously, the world of business is, is changing at a rapid, uh, rapid speed. For many companies, you know, their recruitment needs will be, will, be, will, be, will be changing just as quickly. What should recruiting teams be doing to keep up with the rapidly changing needs of the businesses that they work in? Great question. You know, I think that we really, as, as recruiting leaders, you know, we need to create an insights-driven culture within our recruiting teams. You know, we've talked about data-driven recruiting for a number of years now, and and I've seen firsthand, you know, even myself taking data points into an intake meeting or a meeting with a leader and kind of confusing the situation more because there wasn't necessarily a story that went along with, with the data. And I think, you know, leaders and hiring managers are wanting to hear that, so what, or what our recommendations are. And, you know, data only becomes insights when it comes with recommendations. And so I see businesses needing recruiters more and more to get, you know, not only creative with talent strategies, but also being able to develop the new skills to meet these demands. And, you know, given the the appetite, you know, for, for insights-driven talent strategies, you know, talent analytics roles, have grown by, I think, 111% since 2014, which is incredible. And, you know, according to the data, the three skills that will become even more important over the next five years, you know, the first one is engaging passive candidates. And I think what really is underpinning that, Matt, is a recruiter's ability to tell a story. And we see that communication skills are increasing 3x among recruiting professionals since 2015. And your recruiters, they need to be able to tell their company story in a compelling way. And we also see the need for recruiters to be able to tell stories with data as well. And then that sort of flows on to being able to analyse talent data to drive decisions. And we've seen these data analytic skills increase 2x among recruiting professionals since 2015. 15, and then lastly, advising business leaders and, and hiring managers. And, you know, to be able to do that, you know, moving from data to insights, being able to go in and problem solve real time with leaders, we've seen problem solving skills increase 2x among recruiting professionals since 2015. And, you know, when I talk about, um, you know, what 
recruiters, you know, need to to do and and how we need to keep up with these rapidly changing business needs, as you ask, I think it's also important to think what might be getting in the way of that. And, you know, we also need to understand what could be blocking our recruiters and and try and remove some of those roadblocks from that. And I think, you know, relationships with technology, I think fear, you know, is technology going to automate my job? And then also just having the confidence to be able to make recommendations with data. You know, I think they're some of the the things that might be getting in the way of this progress. And, And as recruiting leaders, we really need to invest in our teams to make sure that we're removing those roadblocks absolutely i mean that 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 all makes perfect sense and i i think the storytelling thing is 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 really interesting it's certainly been a a, a very big theme on the on the on the podcast this year and i'm sure i'm sure it will be next year as recruiters and employer brand professionals get their head around um how you know get their head around storytelling and how and how it works for them strategically so you've mentioned data um a, a few times in in the conversation and uh, you also sort of mentioned measuring business impact um, well what are the most important metrics that recruiters should be tracking and, and and why should they be sort of tracking those metrics what's uh, what's your view yeah thanks for asking you know i think that in the future matt we will see that metrics will track outcomes not just actions um, I don't know about you, but I've sat in many performance reviews, you know, over my career with with recruiters and, you know, in their self-evaluation form, you know, we've really focused on the number of jobs filled and the time to fill. And, you know, while these are still important metrics, you know, did those people that you hire really fast stay? <laughs> and so I think that the three most important metrics will be quality of hire and candidate experience and then also the diversity of candidates. You know, when we think about quality of hire, you know, from the survey that we did, you know, over half of the companies, so 52%, aren't currently tracking quality of hire. However, 88% say that it's going to be incredibly useful over the next five years. So we still obviously haven't cracked the code there, but we will. Your candidate experience, um, you know, almost three out of four companies, so roughly 73% of those that we spoke to, aren't currently tracking this, but again, 70% will become more useful in the next five years. And as we know, you know, candidate experience, that also, you know, impacts customer experience and, you know, candidates are a lot more active research and vocal than ever before. So I think that's super important to be focused on. And then diversity of candidates. You know, only one in three companies, Matt, are currently tracking it. Um, And a little over half think that it's going to be really useful in the next five years. It's something that we're really focused on. You know, at LinkedIn, as we know, you know, diverse teams build better businesses and, and, and better products. So I see that those three metrics are going to be increasingly important to track. So you've you've also mentioned technology um, a few times. What what role is technology playing in the in the future of uh, the future for recruiters? Yeah, you know, I think for the first time ever, recruiting recruitment has its own tech stack. You know, traditionally, the technology that we use is perhaps sat in HR or maybe even before that in IT. But now we have our own tech stack. And I think we will continue to see deeper investments in technology and that will be required to to find, you know, quality candidates. But even technology is still playing catch up. And I think how the systems integrate and how we continue to, to grow and scale, you know, implementations are going to become more and more complex. And, and when we get to that utopia where recruitment systems and tools all integrate 
and processes become you know, more efficient, I think that will kind of level the playing field. And so what then becomes the point of difference for a candidate? I think that really then comes back to the experience that the candidate has and that human-human connection. So that's why I see storytelling going to be so important. It's such a critical skill for recruiters to, to develop. I think technology will enable us to be more efficient over time and, and continue to kind of automate some of those, you know, more kind of volume, low-value tasks, and that will help, you know, elevate recruiters to be those advisors, be those storytellers, and really make those meaningful connections with candidates. Final question. I mean, how would you summarise your, your, your key advice to, to recruiting professionals? H- how can they make sure they're ready for the future? So if you're a recruiter listening to this, you know, I want you to know that your job has never mattered more. And you're given that talent is a top priority. You know, recruiters also need to be curious and agile. You know, when I think about, Matt, the the most sort of high-performing, high-potential recruiters that I've managed over my careers, the one thing that they have in common is curiosity. Asking for feedback, you know, the ability to course correct and and really be, you know, a learn-it-all rather than a know-it-all. Um, and I think to, you know, to make sure that that, that curiosity and, and that development continues, recruiting leaders need to be willing to invest in their recruiting teams. Um, and that means, you know, investing in their development, which will lead hopefully to retention because we know how in-demand recruiters are. And lastly, you know, I say to my team all the time, you know, what interests a leader fascinates me. You know, truly understanding business objectives and how talent ladders up in helping them achieve those objectives is, is paramount. And, and I think to do that, recruiters need to be visible, you know, set those reoccurring meetings with execs and have the confidence to cascade insights and also share what you need from them. You know, we say it at, um, at LinkedIn, relationships matter. And, you know, I find I'm happiest at work when I have really strong relationships and I think to build strong relationships with business leaders, you know, you will be happier in your job, but also better informed and, and be able to, to help keep you and your team, you know, on target and also the business on target. So I think headlines, your job has never mattered more. You know, recruiting leaders, you've got to invest in your teams. And then we really need uh, to, to be business advisors. We really need to be interested and fascinated by what those business objectives are so our talent strategies can align to them. Amy, thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you, Matt. It's been a pleasure. My thanks to Amy Schultz. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow us on Instagram. You can find the show by searching for Recruiting Future. If you're a Spotify or Pandora user, you can also find the show there. You can find all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On that site, you can subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.